evening, and welcome to the Legal Eagle Review, an informative and thought-provoking weekly show covering legal issues affecting everyday people. We know that there are many things you could be doing with your time, and we appreciate your decision to share this time with us. I'm Irving Joyner. And I'm April Dawson. We're law professors at North Carolina Central University School of Law, and we're your co-hosts. The Legal Eagle Review is sponsored by the NCCU School of Law. We thank you for joining us this evening. Presently, we are in the middle of the high school graduation season, and much of our community is engaged in one or another activity associated with these celebrations. Happiest of all are those who are graduating, since at any educational level, this is one of the most significant achievements of our lives. Walking across that stage in order to receive that piece of well-earned paper is a joy that we will always remember and celebrate. For African-Americans and other racial minorities, education has always been a top priority. The importance of education was first emphasized during the enslavement era when it was deemed to be illegal to educate an enslaved person. This priority escalated during Reconstruction as educational institutions were created by and for African-Americans and many of those still survive today. Thus, it is of significant importance when we see our children advance to establish educational institutions. The efforts of African-Americans to prioritize education has not always been a priority for governmental officials, however. It is estimated that in North Carolina, more than 114,000 students will graduate from high school during these two weeks. Since 2006, the graduation rates in North Carolina has increased from a low of 68% to a respectable 85%, still below the national average. For African-Americans, that race rate has increased from 61% to 85%. For indigenous students, from 51% to 84%. For whites, it has increased from 73% to 91%. While there is a critical racial achievement gaps in those numbers, that gap is decreasing, but it remains as a troubling statistic. It is to be remembered that the graduation rates for African-Americans during the Jim Crow era typically was at 95 to 100%. Whatever the rates are, we commend and congratulate those who have earned that degree because they will become our future leaders in so many areas of life. Tonight, we're going to talk with some of these youth leaders to determine how they perceive the state of our nation and the current issues and concern which face them and also face us. Joining us to discuss these matters are Jonah Speller, a recent honors graduate from North Carolina School of Science and Math in Durham, who, as a high school student, 
was also the president of the youth and college division of the North Carolina NAACP. Joining her in this discussion is a recent honor graduate from North Carolina Central University and a former student athlete who is now an incoming student in our School of Law and formerly was a student intern for the Legal Eagle Review, and that is Hannah Gaines. And we welcome both of them to uh, join us uh, this evening. And also we are joined by Darian Wilson, who was an honor student graduating from Kinston High School just uh, last weekend. So uh, Darian and Jonah and Hannah, we uh, welcome you and thank you for uh, joining us for, uh, for this discussion. Starting us out, let me just ask uh, each of you, uh, how significant is it to you and your family that you have graduated and received that diploma or that degree? So why don't we start uh, on the younger level and uh, start out with uh, Ms. Stella. Ms. Stella, uh, will you lead us off and then we'll go to uh, Mr. Wilson and then to uh, Ms. Gaines. Absolutely. Uh, for me, it's incredibly important in my family uh, for me to receive that degree. And the plan is to receive other degrees in the coming years uh, as long as I have known my parents uh, and my sister have all enforced and instilled in me the value of education from a really young age. Um, my parents have both given me their perspectives from when they were children and the challenges that they had to go through and my grandparents had to go through for them to receive educations. So them implanting that history within me at a really young age just made me understand that many people fought and died for me to have this opportunity to me to be in the position that I'm in today. So it's not something that I should take lightly. And it's something that I can hopefully use to positive, positively benefit and impact others um, and other young African-American uh, men and women who will come after me as well. Um, so overall, it's incredibly important for me to receive uh, my degrees. And Mr. Wilson, all the way from Keston, North Carolina, joining us from uh, uh, Keston High School. Hey, um, like she said, um, my mom always told, well, taught me that it was very important. Um, education was a big thing growing up in my household. So. Yeah, so me graduating and going on to UNC is a big deal. Um, my whole family's happy for me and all that. So yeah, I'm pretty excited. Um, I know everything like in our past led up to this position too. So yeah, I'm pretty excited about going on. I think education is very important, especially for our kind, you know. Let me just also just uh, mention uh, for, uh, for Mr. Wilson that uh, he was the recipient of almost a million dollars in scholarship offers uh, yep. during the uh, past uh, year. He uh, ended up with some 14 or 15 honors and medals uh, that he received on graduation uh, day. And he is obviously the, uh, the star of the uh, Kinston community uh, going forward. And uh, 
with that, we'll, 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 we will switch over to uh, Ms. Gaines, uh, who was a uh, proud graduate from North Carolina Central uh, University. And uh, we are honored that uh, she has uh, uh, agreed to uh, join us here at the uh, law school as an incoming uh, 1L uh, starting in, uh, in, in August. And as I mentioned before, she formerly was a, uh, an intern with the uh, Legal Eagle Review, and it was an outstanding uh, tennis uh, star uh, who was tracking behind Coco Golf. Uh, so, Ms. Uh, Gaines, can you uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, the excitement uh, in your family and uh, yourself uh, when you walked across the stage to, uh, to get that degree? Well, first off, thank you for having me back. I'm so happy to be back. Um, but education has always been a huge part, like my peers were saying, um, just to my family. Honestly, it's been a foundation in everything that I've done and that my family has done. And they've also made sure that I understand that it's a privilege. Because like you mentioned earlier in your introduction, um, it was something that our community um, did not have access to. Um, and my family for me, especially being an athlete, made sure that I understood that education came first and um, tennis was a means to get my education. Um, so also being able to use my extracurriculars to get my education and still have that as my fore focus has been um, not only important to me, but also honoring just my family's values. So they are very excited that I'm continuing my education, um, especially at a school that has afforded me so many opportunities um, in and out of the classroom. Mm -hmm. Now I know that uh, the uh, celebrations are still uh, ongoing uh, after uh, graduation, but there, there's a future. Uh, Mr. Wilson, you mentioned that you are headed to uh, UNC uh, Chapel Hill. Can you uh, just tell us uh, uh, why you decided to go to uh, UNC uh, Chapel Hill and how does that fit into your future plans uh, as you uh, move forward across the uh, educational forum? Um, so I think the biggest thing was me being ready for a new environment. Um, um, I love diverse communities and stuff like that. So I felt as if it was time for a big change in a way, um, try to branch out away from like my friends here today. And another reason why I chose UNC was because that was the only full ride I was offered to. So, um, and I had, I know it was a big opportunity for me. So I think that was two of the big reasons why I chose UNC Chapel Hill. Okay, and uh, Ms. Stella, I know that you are, moving on uh, up the ladder uh, as well. Uh, can you tell us where it is that you are going and why you chose to, uh, to, to move in that direction? Well, I actually will also be attending UNC Chapel Hill. Um, and I also decided to attend that school also because I'm interested in new experiences. Uh, I was happy that it was close to home for me, so not too far away from family. It's a great school. I have uh, family members who have also attended Chapel Hill, and I look up to them so much. So just going to 
Chapel Hill and becoming Guitar Hill felt really right for me at this time in my life. And also, I feel like the school has offered some financial support for me as well, which uh, was very uh, supportive compared to other offers. So the overall, many reasons, but it's a great school. I'm interested in political science and business there. And they both have great programs for both of those majors as well. Now, I want to just uh, raise with you, I know, I know that uh, uh, this Gaines is headed to the, uh, the law school. Uh, can you just uh, take a couple of minutes and talk about the, uh, the why on your uh, decision to uh, pursue uh, further education in the uh, law and at uh, the North Carolina Central University? <laughs> um, so my why, it actually took me a while to find my why, which I think was a great thing. I graduated last May and um, just being a student athlete and the demand that puts on you, I think I was a little like just burnt out and just needed to experience life without, without education um, and just find who I was and the reasons why I was doing things. And just having that year to experience that, I realized I wanted to be a lawyer with purpose. Um, I worked in a couple law offices and that was my first thing. I found that through the avenue of law, I could have a lot of purpose. Um, and then I also realized it felt fit my skill set naturally. So my natural strengths and also just my curiosities. Um, one thing I love about the law is that you have to think. Um, and I love thinking in general. And I think it also will allow me to impact my community and um, different areas. So the areas that I'm interested in are tech law, patent law, because I do have a STEM background um, and being and sports and entertainment law. So somewhere to impact my community where you don't see a lot of representation. Okay. Ms. Spella, uh, from the vantage point that you that you've shared over the uh, past few years, what do you see as being uh, among the more most important concerns that uh, you will be facing uh, in the uh, in the coming years? Uh, concern societal wise. Either yes. Okay, well, in regards to the general population in society. Um, I think there's a lot of concerns right now. Uh, personally, I do try my best to pay attention to what's going on uh, politically on society um, in terms of justice and race injustice. Um, and we're seeing a lot of shifts, I think, in many of our states in regards to, as you know, I'm really interested in education and legal uh, works in regards to that and different laws that are being proposed and passed in regards to what you are allowed to and not allowed to teach in schools. And I think we're seeing uh, policing of our education system in a peculiar way. 
And in addition to that, we're seeing some transitions, transitions and shifts in terms of how inner workings are going to work in terms of affirmative action and who's going to be our um, upcoming president, who's going to be uh, in our upcoming Congress in a couple more years or so. So I think we're there's a lot of different things to be paying attention to right now. I think it's extremely important for people our age and in Generation Z to make sure that they are registering to vote at this time and paying attention to what is occurring and what um, actions people who are in positions of power and can shift our everyday lifestyles in terms of our education as well as um, your how you work and discrimination and occlusion of all people and all workings of society in general. So I think right now it's really important to pay attention to what is occurring in terms of our government and to make sure that we are being knowledgeable so that we can make a um, informed decision when we it's time to vote and when it's time to have our influence on what our future as a country will look like. Okay. Uh, this is the uh, Legal Eagle Review, and we are talking with uh, some uh, recent graduates uh, from uh, high school and college uh, this evening uh, to uh, uh, obtain their perspective on the uh, state of our nation and uh, the fact that they have graduated from the uh, institutions in which they were uh, enrolled. We're going to continue this uh, discussion. Uh, when we uh, come back from our break, which we will take right now. So uh, stay with us and we will be right back. Hello, this is Shantae McNeil and I'm a second year law student at North Carolina Central University. This week on the Legal Eagle Review, we discuss the state of our nation and the current issues and concerns thereof with recent high school graduates. For many minority students, education has always been a priority. Minority students from low-income areas are more than twice as likely to drop out of school as students who live in middle-income neighborhoods. Many students have to worry about necessities like food, shelter, and safety, which in many cases prevents them from being able to focus or even attend school. Taking a flashback to 2007, there has been a steady growth of graduation rates across the country through 2020. Specifically for black students, there was nearly a 2% increase in the rate of black graduates from 2019 to 2020, followed by a 2.5% fall in 2021. Students who graduate from high school usually have significantly higher wages, more career and job opportunities, and the chance of both retaining and maintaining employment are higher if you graduate. Regardless of the percentages, it is important when we see children advance through educational institutions, we celebrate them and their accomplishments. This is Shantae McNeil with the Legal Eagle Review. Thank you for listening. Okay, we're back on the uh, Legal Eagle Review. Thank you so very much for uh, staying with us and uh, continuing this uh, conversation with uh, these uh, outstanding students uh, who have uh, recently 
uh, across the stage to pick up uh, their uh, degrees or diplomas uh, to move forward in this uh, educational uh, venue. When we uh, took our break, uh, we were discussing uh, what uh, were the uh, most important concerns uh, that uh, our guests uh, saw that would be uh, facing them in the uh, coming years as they uh, pursued uh, their uh, educational journey. So we're going to start back with uh, Mr. Wilson uh, to uh, let him kind of explain what he sees as uh, the uh, important uh, concerns to him. Um, I think the most concerns that I've seen so far since like being in being a senior at Kansas High was like different opportunities open up for African Americans like in this day and age. Um, because I know the scholarship I received, I believe, is a great opportunity for me, um, and for African Americans too. Um, I, it's outlets for every, literally everything, and I think the big another concern would be. Um, education too, because I think in my community, education isn't like took as seriously as it should be. I think everybody everybody thinks that the biggest way to make it out is like through sports, but that is not the case. When education and academics, you can make it out as well with the same you know tools and, and stuff like that. So yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. I think um, education should be taken taking it more seriously now nowadays, not just like athletics and things like that, because that's not the only that's not the only way to success, if that makes sense. Okay. All right, uh, Ms. Gaines, uh, same question uh, to you. Uh... Um, I think my concerns, especially right now, like moving forward, is making sure like um, my peers were saying, like with just education, but also um, the tech space, um, especially with that being so new and making sure that we don't see the same inequalities that we've seen in other um, sectors like healthcare, politics, um, engineering, with it becoming so readily available and so new that minorities are provided the same opportunities and making sure that we just start on level playing field for everyone. Um, I think that's very important, um, especially moving forward, moving forward and where I see our um, generation going and especially where trends are tracking with just jobs and also education. Um, tech computer science is becoming very big and I think it's important that everyone's provided these same opportunities. Okay. And we also uh, been joined by uh, Kayla Thames, uh, who is a graduate from the uh, Fultonville uh, High School. And I uh, want to thank her for uh, joining with us. So can you kind of add to this uh, discussion that we're having about uh, what you consider as the uh, uh, more important uh, concern that uh, you'll face, uh, that you see yourself facing in the, uh, in the coming years? I feel like, the more important concern that I see myself facing in the upcoming years after graduation is racial injustice. And as a black woman in America, that's very big. 
because a lot of Black women aren't protected in America and a lot of Black people aren't protected in America. So I feel like growing up as a Black young woman, it's going to be harder because the world isn't fair and I'm just going to have to learn how to grow and live with that. But also on the educational side, I feel like just like what another young man in this conversation has said, I feel like people do take athletics way more serious than they take education. And it shouldn't be like that, especially for Black Americans. Black Americans need to take education way more serious than they are projecting it to be because as Black person in America, you need your education. It is very important. So I feel like moving forward after high school, my biggest issue would be just focusing on my education, just stay on top of everything and just staying out of trouble and spreading positivity. Um, thank you, Ms. Timms and, and all of you. We're it's always very refreshing to have new, fresh, young voices uh, share with us your thoughts and, and your concerns. Um, it galvanizes us, it motivates us, it energizes us. So, so thank you all so much for being on the show. Um, Ms. Timms, we're glad you were able to, to join us. The other students had an opportunity to share what they're doing after high school. So can you share with us what your plans are? You mentioned going forward, uh, racial injustice issues, educational issues are things that are at the top of your mind. What are your plans post-graduation? At graduation in the fall, I will be attending Tuskegee University to be a, psychology, a psychologist, I'm a psychology major. And I also want to go into social media influencing and branding myself as a hair influencer. But I went into psychology for this whole purpose of helping other people and like spread of positivity and just making a change in the world. Mm -hmm. Great, thank you, Ms. Timms. So one question that I have for, for each of you is can you talk about some of the, the extracurricular activities that you engaged in either in high school for our three recent high school graduates and Ms. Gaines, um, extracurricular activities that you were able to participate in in college and how that influenced your educational journey. So we, we know that academics are incredibly important and all of you are honor students, so you do very well in that space. And there's also a lot to learn when we engage in activities outside of the classroom and interacting with our peers and interacting with the community. So can each of you share with us the types of extracurricular activities and how that helped to um, influence the growth, the educational growth that you experienced? And let's see, Ms. Speller, let's start with you. Well, for me, um, so for my high school journey, I started out at Scotland High School, which is the local high school I attended before I applied my 10th grade year and ended up going to my junior and senior year, the North Carolina School of Science and Math. Uh, so starting out my freshman and sophomore year, I was already very active in the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, also known as the NAACP. And I've been an active member of that organization 
for the majority of my life since I was a toddler. So being able to grow up in that environment really um, aided me in figuring out uh, what I felt my purpose was and the road that I wanted, the path that I wanted to set myself on towards being able to make a positive impact in our society. So going into high school, I tried to stay involved in more professional um, focused uh, extracurriculars. I participated in FBLA, which is a business club. I participated in HOSA, participated in student government, and then transitioning over to the North Carolina School of Science and Math. I uh, continued with clubs like Beta Club, FBLA, um, as I could, but I was introduced to a whole lot more opportunities that I wasn't aware of or didn't have access to at my previous high school. So I started transitioning into some different interests and I joined mock trial. I became a mock trial captain my senior year. I also joined um, some cultural clubs, which later became an inaugural year of having a Black Student Union on campus there and being a co-director um, for the Black Student Union there. Um, so I was able to basically tailor my understanding of what I thought my purpose was and trying to understand myself more while also understanding what the potential of that purpose could be. So overall, I ended up deciding I'm really interested in law and using that to benefit those who are too often oppressed by it and unjustly. And um, I tried to tailor the opportunities and extracurriculars I did to that. Uh, but I always stay consistent with NAACP and leadership roles and also like community service and initiatives across the state. And I also continue doing a lot of community service work within my hometown um, and doing all the things that I could to stay active and make sure I was staying connected to the things that grounded me and kept telling me and teaching me more about who I am and the potential that I have to make a difference. Great. Thank you, Ms. Speller. Mr. Wilson. Um, so all four years, um, my favorite extracurricular activity was playing baseball. Um, sadly, my first year got cut short due to COVID, but um, my sophomore and junior year, I had to step into more of a leadership role. I think that was the biggest takeaway I got from baseball over my four years here at Kansas High School. And this senior year, I was kind of like the kind of coach player in a way, because I was actually the only one, only senior on the team. So it was kind of, I don't know how to explain it, but um, it was a very, I don't know, leadership role I had to take on, like having younger teammates, a few juniors and mostly underclassmen and taking more of a like big brother role kind of and learning more about the leadership role I love, I love doing. Um, another few activities I did was AmeriCorps. Um, this year I was an AmeriCorps tutor in uh, areas of math. Um, along with that, we did like National Day of Service and other activities where we had went out and did stuff within the community as well. And I fit, I had actually enjoyed that as well because I got a chance to like give back to my community in a way because I was helping tutoring math students, like math one, math two, math three, and stuff like that. And I felt as if that was a great way to give back to my community in my senior year with like helping, helping kids my age and underclassmen as well. Um, another one of my favorites, um, SGA, 
Uh, we did a whole bunch of activities. I think my first year was end of my sophomore year. Um, and junior year, we had actually did more activities within the community. Like, um, was it, I think 2021, we actually went to a local homeless shelter, uh, gave back to the community, and we helped serve the less fortunate for Thanksgiving. And then that same Christmas, we had did like a cold drive for them as well. And that was a great opportunity for me because I seen how I can like give back to the community and I felt like the joy in like helping others. And another um, another extracurricular activity was the SIT, SIT team, um, the school improvement team. And I was a student, one of four um, student representatives, and it was a way to voice like the opinion of the students. So I felt as if those were my favorite activity throughout high school and it helped show me like I actually like love well find a joy in helping others and stuff like that so yeah thank you Mr. Wilson Miss Timms um back in high school I did a lot of organizational organizations like STEM and HOSA but I also was a part of Delta Gym and as you know of the Divine Night organization Deltas that my mom is a Delta, so she put in me as a Delta gym. She put in me as a Delta gym has shaped me into being a stronger woman and being around them and seeing how they operate and what they do for their community just really reflect on me and just made me want to be a better woman and really help my community. So I took that a step further and I took it to school with me. And after I moved, because I'm not originally from Alabama, when I moved to Alabama, I joined the cheer team which was really setting me out of my comfort zone because I was not a cheerleader. I was a basketball player. And when I got on the cheer team, I really felt alienated because nobody was really making me feel welcome. But that only made me stronger in the end because it just made me feel like I didn't need anybody to lead me or like I didn't have to follow everybody saying drum beat. So it made me stronger to be a leader and more comfortable to uncomfortable situations. Also, during my cheer season, we did a lot of organizational and help, like we're cheerleaders. So we were always involved in our city, going to all the games, not, in, not even just games. We would have like a lot of food trucks and we did car washes. We were just very hands-on with everything. And it just made me very happy because it made me want to do more just with outside of cheer like it made me want to do these things in my own personal life so I started going to like clean up the planet days and food banks to feed the help feed the homeless and it just made me have a sense of integrity and like hope because I just feel like just because I'm one person that's trying to make a change in the world or that one person is making a change Thank you, Ms. Timms and Ms. Gaines. Um, my biggest extracurricular activity was tennis. Um, I think in high school, the biggest role it played was a more structural enhancement to my education and the sense of like, I had to learn how to manage my time. Um, also how to handle conflict which happens a lot in education um, while you're taking a test or just with others. And I feel like 
in the space of just being a minority, a black woman, you experience a lot of conflict anyway, um, especially in spaces where people already automatically see you less than. Um, so tennis taught me how to handle those and how to get through those, but also making sure I was spending my time wisely to make sure I had time to practice, um, do my homework and, you know, make sure I was performing well to um, advance to the next level of playing D1 tennis. Um, once I kind of, once I started doing it on a collegiate level and I had kind of just all the structural skills down of like time management and those things, it really benefited my education and the sense of just the environment that I was in. My freshman year, I was the only American on my team. So Central, there was seven of us. And yeah, I was the only American. So I learned a lot about different cultures. Um, also how Black people were seen all around the world. So I learned how Black people were seen in Russia, Germany, Venezuela, Serbia, because my roommate was actually Serbian. And I remember our first like 15 minutes together, we got, a, we got into a fight in Best Buy because that's just how different we were. Um, and then kind of just helping them, like they helped me understand their culture. And then I was helping, I helped them understand black culture. And just, I learned a lot about all those things, like especially having a teammate from Germany, um, the Holocaust, those things that you learn, into, learn in a book, I actually got to learn like, what it actually was like now in Germany and experience those things and how that history was told there versus here. Um, so it was kind of like taking everything I learned in a book outside the book and experience it in a real world um, setting. Um, also just learning that even though a lot of things are perceived like we, we learn a lot of things. Learn a lot of things about Russians that aren't necessarily true. So I got to like break down a lot of stereotypes just about the country, or learn why those stereotypes were true and why the country is the way that it is. Um, so it was really nice to use tennis to just understand the world better. Now that makes me want to travel more and like live outside the country, um, work outside the country. Um, and I think also besides tennis, being a student intern with the Legal Eagle Review helped me realize how many issues that are happening in North Carolina. Um, I remember one of my favorite segments were the housing segment um, where we just talked about housing and how many people are being put out. Um, also about um, entrepreneurship and how that's really the key to success of what the American dream is in a sense. So yeah, those two things really influenced not only my education, but where I saw myself and where I see myself going. Thank you, Ms. Gaines. And thank all of you for sharing your wonderful extracurricular activities. I, You all set the bar very high. Um, I feel like I need to uh, up my game even now. You are listening to the Legal Eagle Review here on WNCU 90.7 FM. 
And this hour, we have been speaking with some recent high school graduates and one of our incoming NCCU law students. We have Ms. Speller, who is a recent honor graduate from the North Carolina School of Science and Math here in Durham. Darian Wilson, who is an honors graduate from Kinston High School. Kayla Timms, who is an honor graduate from Fulton High School. And Hannah Gaines, who is a graduate of NCCU, a student athlete, honor student. She's also an incoming student here at NCCU School of Law. And she is a former student intern for the Legal Eagle Review. We're gonna have to take a quick break. We'll be right back. We hope you stay with us. Hello, this is Kiana Woods, and I'm a third-year law student at North Carolina Central University School of Law, and this is your Community Spotlight. On June 19, 2023, North Carolina Central University School of Law's Social Justice and Racial Equity Institute and the North Carolina Public Defenders Association will be hosting an educational event in the New Student Union, located on the school's campus. The educational event is designed to commemorate the emancipation of enslaved Americans whose descendants are disproportionately represented in the judicial client population. The program will feature guest speakers including our very own Professor Irving Joyner, Supreme Court Justice Anita Earls, Supreme Court Justice Michael Morgan, and retired Superior Court Judge the Honorable Gregory Weeks. With special performances by various community groups, the doors are open to all beginning at 1 p.m. We hope to see you there. This is Kiana Woods with the Legal Eagle Review. Thank you for listening. Okay, we're back on the uh, Legal Eagle Review. Thank you so very much for staying with us as we uh, continue this uh, really great uh, conversation with some uh, outstanding student or youth leaders uh, that uh, we are going to hear from coming up in the uh, years to come. Um, Ms. Stella talked about and mentioned uh, the politics uh, that is uh, consuming our nation uh, right now. Uh, Can you kind of give us a a view of your perspective on uh, the politics that uh, you see, that you experience, that you observe, that has uh, created uh, a, a real division uh, in this country? And how, how do you see your role in addressing issues and concerns uh, raised uh, by that? And uh, so why don't we start with uh, Mr. Wilson uh, on, on that and then go to uh, Ms. Spella, Ms. Themes, and then uh, Ms. Gaines. I feel as if like the biggest thing going around right now would be like the abortion laws and stuff like that that's going on. Um, I feel as if that it's wrong in a way because women should have a say over their body and their like decisions and stuff like that. Um, another thing is like gun laws and stuff like that because like not I seen recently I think it was in Norfolk, um, uh, high school graduation got shot up and I think that was a tragic tragic incident too and i think that our government and politics should like take better action like with gun laws and things like that too so 
Um, I think people really don't realize how much like politics really affect our lives, but I think it's it's a big deal on our lot, like everybody's lives that live in the US. So yeah, I think that's the biggest two that I can think of right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ms. Spell. Um, I absolutely agree with what has already been said. I think that there's a lot, as I said earlier, there's a lot going on right now. I think we're in an interesting time. I think personally, I perceive it as a time of transition, a time of choice for this country about which way we are going to turn and are we really going to hold true to our constitutional and founding ideals or are we going to continue repeating history as it has occurred um, in the past for this nation? And I think politically speaking, as I said earlier, it's extremely important to be informed and to make educated decisions when it comes to who we choose to be in office. Um, I think we see it, we're seeing a lot of people who are in positions of political power right now, unfortunately, abusing those positions and not being held accountable for the detrimental effects of the decisions that they are making and the laws that they are proposing and even passing uh, within the states throughout this country. Um, And I think it's interesting because I've heard in in NAACP conversations and environments it being referred to as a repeat of Jim Crow, but in a different form. And I've heard many, I've been in both environments where I've been around people and young people who are extremely aware of what's occurring and the um, the concerns and the harmfulness of it. Uh, but I've also been in environments where there's young people who are not as aware of what is going on. And I think that is a concern within itself because we have we live in a different environment in the 21st century where young people growing up, we have way more distractions, I think, that make us feel comfortable um, with how our lives are and what is occurring. And it makes it easy for us to even pretend that the dangers and endangerment of people of color and minorities and our quality in this country is something that you can easily pretend is not occurring and easily um, distract yourself with something else so that you don't have to acknowledge and address uh, the issues at hand right now. So I I overall, um, as I said earlier, would encourage young people who are around my age and even people who are um, older to, challenge themselves to really look into what's happening and really look into the different um, legal decisions that are made taking place at the moment because it's all bubbling up and I hope it doesn't boil over in a negative way um, while we still have the opportunity to stop it from occurring. Karen, Ms. Things. I feel like the biggest three for me would be racial injustice, injustice to the LGBTQ community, and school shootings, the problems within school shootings, especially younger school, like elementary schools and middle schools. It's unsafe. We're going to start with school shootings because I'm already going into it. It's unsafe, and I feel like the government really doesn't take too much attention to it. 
yes it is like it's serious it's very serious everybody knows this but it keeps going on and that is not a that's not okay that goes into the gun gun violence and it also relates back to racial injustice even though the racial injustice can come from within our political system it also can come within our own communities and within ourselves especially as black people we can't only blame our murders on the justice system because sometimes it comes within our own community and that needs to stop we have to be the change that we want to see if we want to have a change the injustice to the lgbtq community if we all say we care about each other we cannot leave them out and i feel like people just push them aside as like oh your feelings don't really matter but they matter and what you say to them and how you treat them matters and it at the end of the day, they're all people. So I feel like overall, generally, we need to take action on ourselves and like within, look within ourselves and see what we can change by ourselves so that we can change the world. Because one person changing themselves, that's enough, but it's not enough. We all have to do something to make a change. Okay. And Ms. Gaines. I completely agree with um, what everyone else has said on this podcast. Um, but I also think cyber issues, like just with me wanting to go into the tech space, has um, a lot of concerns um, that should be regulated for data privacy, for example, data privacy, um, artificial intelligence, um, and just how we're using those things. Um, already right now, there's just some biases within artificial intelligence. Um, and how do we regulate such new technology um, and advances into the space? And I'd like to actually ask um, a question related to what Ms. Gaines just talked about. So when we think about uh, the job market and the economy, and, and Ms. Gaines mentioned this earlier in our discussion, um, about jobs, and, and she is actually coming into the law school as one of our Intel scholars um, because of her desire to do work in the law and technology space. So I'm sure all of you have heard about artificial intelligence, of course, chat GPT, and there are a lot of reports that there will be millions of jobs that will no longer exist because AI is actually able to perform those jobs. So the job market that currently exists and that will continue to evolve will look very different when you all graduate than what it looked like when Professor Joyner and I graduated uh, decades ago. So these are things that I'm sure are at kind of the top of your mind. You all have all kind of decided that you're continuing on with your education. Um, as you answer this question about your thoughts in terms of your job prospects and just what the economy will look like, also share with us or remind us again what you're majoring in and, and what you think that job market will look like. Um, and Ms. Gaines, uh, since you kind of teed us up very nicely with this question, let's start with you. Okay, so um, 
like I said earlier, I have a interest in um, law and tech, patent law. I'm actually getting a certification this summer before I start school, which is also funded by North Carolina Central School of Law and Data Privacy. Um, I think in my case, I'm very excited about what it holds because I believe I'll be one of the first because law and tech, it's very new. There's not a lot of people with a lot of experience or background in this. I'll be coming out more on the forefront. Um, the reason why I'm excited about this because it'll help me, I believe, create change quicker and make a impact sooner. Um, but it's also kind of scary with, with what you are saying with things like chat GTP and how many things will be less human-like because of technology. Um, I remember in school, I got a certification for computational biology, which is basically using coding and the biology space to look at like image processing and those things. And I remember all of us having this conversation being like, how long will we be needed to do this? Um, because just thinking about those things and things that a computer can do, you can program it to be able to be self-efficient. So I think it's one of those things, just remembering that at the end of the day, a computer can't provide what a human can provide and also make certain, um, EQ or emotional decisions that a computer can't make. So I think just remembering the human-like qualities as technology advances. Thank you, Ms. Gaines. Ms. Timms. I am a, I'm going to be a psychology major. And with that being said, I feel like being a psychologist, mental health does matter. And just like what Ms. Gaines said, the AI can't give you the same experience that you're going to get from an actual in-person therapist or an actual like on the phone, real life therapist that you're talking to, because an AI will always be a computer. It will never give you empathy, won't give you sympathy. It will never give you anything else to support yourself up on except for facts. That is all you're gonna have. And sometimes people don't need facts. They need facts and emotional support. They need facts and advice. They need facts and everything else that they may need to get them through whatever they are going through. And I feel like an AI cannot give a person that. <laughs> nobody can give that to a person except for another person themselves so that they can feel what you can what you may be going through and AI does not have so I feel like with my major and being a psychologist major my job safe <laughs> <laughs> thank you Ms. Timms Mr. Wilson um so I want to actually major in political science um i'm still deciding if i want to double major in psychology or business but um i want after undergraduate my undergraduate years i plan to go to law school to become an attorney i don't know what kind of attorney i want to be yet um i'm really thinking like either criminal criminal um, justice or litigation but i feel as if like tim said um ai really can't you know argue for these people like, i feel as if people will always need somebody to represent them like within the you know justice field so I feel as if like um job, my job as an attorney will also be safe like Tim said because you know I think it's some it's limited to like what AI can do 
in this day and age. And I don't think they've like found it out yet where they could like represent these people within like the court and justice system. Thank you, Mr. Wilson and Ms. Speller. Yes, I intend to major in political science and business. Uh, I also plan to go to law school after uh, graduating from undergraduate uh, school. I'm not completely sure if I would like to be an attorney or a lawyer at this time. However, I do know I will want to use uh, the law in a beneficial way and my skill set in regards to law in a beneficial way. So that may end up being an entrepreneurial endeavor. Um, it may actually end up being me being a lawyer, but still figuring that part out. However, overall, I am optimistic. I'm looking forward to it. And I also feel comfortable uh, with my current path because I have not heard much of that being taken over uh, by technology at this time. Well, great. Well, thank you all. We are unfortunately out of time, but this has been such a heartwarming discussion with you all. Um, you, you know, our current circumstances can be very challenging and feel overwhelming. What is helpful is hearing from young people who are bright and motivated and committed, already giving back to the community and doing great work. And as Professor Joyner said, you all are leaders already in this space, and we are all looking forward to following your careers. Many of you are interested in law school, and of course, you know, we have a wonderful institution here at North Carolina Central University, uh, Ms. Gaines, and also our uh, Legal Eagle Review research assistants, Shantae McNeil and Kiana Woods, We'll be more than happy, I'm sure, to talk with you all about the educational experience you will get here at NCCU School of Law. Unfortunately, we're going to have to go, but we look forward to having you all back again in the future and getting caught up with where you are and how things are going. We'd like to thank our guest, Jonna Speller. She is a recent honor graduate from the North Carolina School of Science and Math. She will be attending UNC Chapel Hill in the fall. Darian Wilson, he is an honors graduate from Kinston High School, and he as well will be attending UNC Chapel Hill. We also have Akila Timms. She is an honor graduate from Fulton High School in Alabama, and she will be attending Tuskegee Institute. And Hannah Gaines, who's coming back home. She graduated from NCCU. She was an honor student athlete. She was also an intern with the Legal Eagle Review, and she will be joining the law school in the fall as a incoming law student. To our listening audience, as always, we appreciate you spending your Sunday evening with us. If you have any questions, please send us an email. You can reach us at legaleaglereview at nccu.edu. And if you missed this show on Sunday, you can find us on the Legal Eagle Review podcast. Until next week, stay informed, engaged, healthy, and safe.